You're listening to the Bible Brush Up podcast, and I am finally back. It's been a little while. Um, We had a week of church camp followed by a week of vacation, and so I'm finally getting caught up and back here to uh, get into some podcast content with you, and we are continuing to read through the book of Psalms. I wish I had gotten more opportunity to kind of walk along in the Psalms, but we're still in some introductory content at this point. So what I wanted to do today is look through the genre of poetry and how many of these Psalms have been classified. There are different classifications of Psalm that we might uh, look at, and it helps us to interpret the Psalms when we know what Um, the classification is. And these classifications are man-made. It's not like they've been divinely uh, prescribed for us, but as theologians have looked at the various psalms, they've been able to see common themes that run through many of these chapters. And uh, so as we look at them, hopefully you will kind of come to the same conclusions that they've come to. And uh, while you can probably find different classification systems online, Uh, or through different books that cover uh, the Psalms, they typically run pretty parallel to one another. And so the first type of Psalm that we're going to look at, and this might be one of the more prominent classifications of Psalm, is the lament. And so a lament is a Psalm that is agonizing over a particular situation, and often there is a petition made to God. And so as you read through many of the Psalms of David, you will recognize that he is crying out to God for help. Often he is being pursued by his enemies. He feels surrounded. He feels outnumbered. He feels the weight of the world on his shoulders, and all he can do is cry out to God. He is lamenting in those Psalms. There are other uh, laments as well. It's not always about enemies. Sometimes it's over a situation uh, for instance, like David's sin. If you look at Psalm 51, he's crying out to God um, there as well. And some of these classifications will overlap with other classifications. We'll talk about that a little more in a bit. But um, So while you might be lamenting in a psalm, there may be portions of that psalm that are praising, and we'll get to a praise psalm here shortly. Um, but just know that the most common type of psalm is a lament and So while we often want to go to church and sing songs that are happy, um, the most common type of musical expression uh, in the Old Testament were sad songs. They used music and they used chant and uh, they used poetry to express the bitterness of life and to call out to God for uh, restoration. And we need to remember that when we come together in corporate worship. It, while we certainly have joy and we certainly express that joy and gratitude, uh, there is precedent for coming together corporately to express our struggle and the bitterness of life together uh, as a body. And so we don't need to forget that. We need to remember that in our own musical choices and our musical expression. Sometimes it's okay uh, to sing with tears of sadness and bitterness and hurt and pain. Uh, It's a part of this life, and it shows our dependence and trust in the Lord to bind us up when we are broken. Uh, So the next one is the Psalms of Uh, praise. 
or hymns of praise. Um, these are found throughout uh, the Psalms, such as in Psalm uh, 139. Uh, it starts out, O Lord, you have searched me and you know me. Uh, a, there's usually a call to worship, such as in Psalm 111.1, I will extol the Lord with all my heart. Um, there's usually a motivation clause praising Yahweh and giving the reasons for worship that are often centered on God's attributes and deeds. Uh, so once again, in Psalm uh, 111, uh, verse 2, it says, Glorious and majestic are his deeds. And that same psalm goes on in verse 10 to say, To him belongs eternal praise. So there's often a conclusion repeating the call to praise. And it includes a series of blessings. And so these are um, some of the common themes you might find in a praise psalm. Um, they call out to Yahweh. They call in worship. They're motivated by uh, worship. And they look at God's great deeds and his mighty works uh, in their life. And they conclude with a call of praise. And you'll find these uh, in several places. There are many great praise psalms. And so just as we might gather together corporately to call out to God with tears uh, of of sadness or sorrow, there's also precedent for gathering together and crying out to God in joy and in praise of who he is, um, praising him for what he's done, praising him for just being God and being worthy of all worship. And that actually is probably more what we tend to do as a Christian church. We gather for the particular purpose of praise. And this is probably the second most common type of psalm there is. So certainly we are um, validated in doing that, but uh, we can't forget that there's also that precedent for repentance and lament over uh, certain situations, but psalms of praise. Uh, the next type of psalm that we might get, and this is very similar to the psalms of praise. In fact, there's a lot of overlap here, but this is uh, a thanksgiving psalm. And uh, so this is probably more of a subcategory of the Psalms of Praise, but there, some theologians have seen this as a particular type of psalm, and uh, they have listed six structural elements to a thanksgiving psalm. The first is an invitation to give thanks or praise to Yahweh. Uh, the next being there's usually an account of trouble and a need for salvation found in these thanksgiving psalms. Um, there are praises of Yahweh that acknowledge his saving work. There's usually an offertory formula uh, at the presentation of a sacrifice. So they say things along the lines of, we'll come into the temple and we'll make sacrifice to you. Uh, then there's blessings over participants in the ceremony. Uh, and so it may call for a blessing over God's people, the ones who are gathered there corporately uh, to give this Thanksgiving psalm. And because remember, they these aren't just words on a page to them. These are a hymn book for them. When they gather together, they would chant these psalms together, much like we gather together with uh, songs of our own that we sing corporately. Um, and so then the final element is an exhortation, just uh, lifting up the name of God. And so thanksgiving psalms, thank God specifically for something that he has done. They can be individual or they can be corporate. Some of these psalms um, are actually written as personal individual expressions. Uh, most of them, though, are corporate by nature because, they, like I said, they're used as the corporate hymn book of the day. 
Uh, and so Thanksgiving is another type of psalm you may come across. Uh, the next one is songs of celebration and affirmation. And uh, these can be subdivided into royal psalms and psalms of Zion. And the first one, the royal psalms, uh, are more like coronation music. And so when a new king was being enthroned and crowned, they would use these particular psalms uh, to celebrate that. And, uh, you know, much like in many of the movies that maybe you've watched as they gather together to crown the new king or the new queen, there would be some form of music to celebrate that occasion. And uh, then Songs of Zion are celebrations over Jerusalem and the holy city. And so there would be songs used to celebrate the fact that God had provided them with Zion, with Jerusalem, with the temple, with this holy place where God's presence dwelt. And so there are some psalms that are directly related to that uh, fact and would be celebrated and affirmed through music. Um, the next one is wisdom and didactic psalms. So these are psalms that are that lean towards teaching and lean towards expressing wisdom. Uh, and so they will sound very much like the Proverbs in a way. Sometimes you'll read some psalm and you're like, whoa, whoa, did I accidentally flip too many pages? Am I in the Proverbs? Nope. This just happens to be a wisdom psalm. And uh, probably Psalm 1 is a good example of that um, because it's uh, expressing what the righteous do uh, and how they compare to the wicked very much in a, a similar manner to the Proverbs that will compare and contrast the righteous and the wicked. And some of the imagery that's used to teach and to provide a... Um, a, a mental picture of what the righteous are like, a tree planted by the waters. Uh, that's similar to the way that the Proverbs would express truth and wisdom. And so these Psalms are used to teach and to continue to press the people of God towards making right choices and to act wisely in their lives. Uh, the next one is one that we're probably not very comfortable with. This one is called an imprecatory psalm, an imprecatory psalm. And this is a type of lament, and so we talked about laments already, but this is very specific in, the, in that the lament is used by the psalm writer to call upon God to bring judgment and vindication over the enemies that have oppressed the psalmist. And so, for instance, David will call on God to bring judgment upon those who are attacking him and are pursuing him. And so the reason that this doesn't make us exceptionally comfortable is we usually have this idea of Christianity that is all forgiveness and we would never retaliate and David wasn't one to retaliate. He was pursued on multiple occasions and had opportunities to kill by his own hand his pursuer, Saul specifically. But he never did. He would not lift his finger against Saul. But that didn't mean that he didn't want him out of the picture. Uh, so what he would do, though, is he would call on God to remove him. And that's okay. Uh, now, we need to be 
you know, slow to this type of prayer. We don't need to let that be our first response. Someone cuts us off in traffic and then we're like, God, smite that person, strike them with lightning, bring fire and brimstone down from the heavens and smote them. That That's not our first initial response. If that is your response, then it could be that uh, you don't have enough forgiveness in your heart. However, there are occasions where we are being viciously attacked and we've taken every path of reconciliation that we know of to try to make things right with these people or this particular person. And after we've done everything that we can, and they just continue to be a threat to us, our home, our family, uh, and there's nothing else that we can physically do, then at that point we call on God and we, and, and you should be calling on God the whole time, but at this point our prayers turn from soften their heart and all that kind of stuff to, Lord, vindicate me. Bring your judgment at your appointed time and make this right because it's outside of um, what I'm capable of, what our legal system is capable of. It's outside of any human and physical path of remedy that we might be able to pursue and take at this point. And so we just leave it up to God to deal with the person. And and so you'll have to use your judgment on when it is appropriate to use this type of prayer. Um, but it is a biblical model in the Psalms. There is a time for this. And so we need to understand that and use it when it's necessary and don't just run to it when it's not. Um, but that is the imprecatory psalm. Uh, the next type of psalm is the penitential psalm. This also would probably be a sub-genre of the lament, because this is where you are crying out in repentance. This is probably more along the lines of where Psalm 51, David's repentance of his sin with Bathsheba, would fall under. Uh, because he's crying out to God, he's begging God not to remove the Spirit of God from him, he's begging God to forgive him of his sin and restore him and not to take the throne away, um, he's confessing his sin and saying, against you and you alone have I sinned, even though he sinned against a lot of people, he views it as a direct violation against God and his precepts. And so this is a an entire psalm meant to call out in repentance. And there are some of these that are personal. There are some of these that are more corporate. Um, but it's another model for us to um, reflect in our own worship. Is There is a time for us to sing of praise, and there's a time for us to sing about our own repentance and turning from our own sin. And so as you go through the psalms, you might be able to pinpoint uh, some of these psalms that are penitential, uh, imprecatory, thanksgiving, wisdom, didactic, uh, psalms of Zion, psalms of uh, royal coronation, uh, praises, and laments. Uh, all of these are different classes of psalm that you may encounter as you continue to proceed through the book of Psalms. We'll stop there for today and pick it up next time on the Bible Brush Up Podcast.